you know, just go for it. Don't overanalyze everything too much. Just put your feelers out, see what your audience is, see what kinds of options you have. Uh, it's very easy to get caught up in planning. And by the time you know it, it's been five years and you still haven't launched your company. So I guess that's that's my big advice is just, just take it by the reins and, and see what you can do with it. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to uh, strategymeeting.com and grab some time to chat. Now, today we have another great get, or expert episode um, with uh, Jolene and Ruhalt. I don't know if I know how to say the last name. Ruhalt? Row. All right. Close enough. Um, so, um, and Jolene's close as I'm ever going to get. So Jolene's going to talk a little bit about an, a terminology and something that I can't be too much of an expert on, which is a mom, 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 now I can't even say it. Mompreneur. There we go. And uh, so she's a stay at home mom and also has um, done different things with full time jobs, restaurants, brick and mortar. Um, Also may talk or hit a little bit about uh, ADHD and how to cope with that and how to deal with that and how to do time management and managing ideas and productivity and blocking out time, blocking out schedules and times and kind of how to take care of yourself. So a whole bunch of things, um, which I think are uh, fairly exciting topics (laughs) and which I'm really excited to dive into. Um, As a a side note, my wife is a, a stay at home mom as well or stay at home mom for a long period of time. So maybe this will be an episode that she'll even listen to. So I'm really excited to have Jolene on. So with that, welcome on the podcast, Jolene. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Uh, and like you said, in a nutshell, we have all kinds of stuff to cover. So uh, let's just dive in. Uh, so I am the, the productive mom. I am writing a book about my strategies. And so that's kind of how I came up with that name. But I also work as a marketing consultant on the side out of Denver, Colorado, and I do everything from social media management, web design, to all kinds of stuff. So uh, that's that's kind of the background behind my whole mompreneur uh, uh, business. Uh, but I know um, something that we had kind of wanted to touch on was just the, the title, mompreneur. Uh And so I think the thing that's interesting is that a lot of people think that mompreneurs are almost like MLM type of business people. Um, And while that's true for a lot of women, there's a lot of moms out there like myself who are working darn near 80 hours a week and (laughs) managing managing the house and the kids and the business all at the same time. So... No, I, and I think that, you know, there's a, a mom, mompreneur can mean a lot of things and it can mean everything from stay at home moms to moms that just are doing entrepreneur things to a career. And I think that that's a little bit of when we chatted even about in the pre-interview and then before the podcast, what it was, um, you know, what, what mompreneur means and what that might entail for different people. So maybe it is an interesting or maybe the starting point, you know, give us a bit of insight as you're kind of coming up with the terminology, kind of going down your own path. What did mom, what does mom, mompreneur mean to you and what does it actually entail so it's it's breaking it down into it's a combination of two words mom and entrepreneur i personally have a habit of being a serial entrepreneur so i wake up every morning with a brand new idea that Mm. you know i feel like is going to be my next big get rich business 
but for some moms, it's just one business or two businesses or creating some of that passive income type of type of work. Uh, so to me, it's it's just a mom who's taking control of her business life and her career and taking things in her own hands and managing things on her terms, which I think is awesome. No, and I think that is awesome. And I think that I, I like the kind of managing things on your own terms and, you know, however it fits into your life and being a mom, I think it definitely, uh, you know, I'm a, a big proponent of entrepreneurs and, and kind of finding your own path and be able to, you know, kind of guide your own way. So I think that's, you know, definitely an area to, to think of. So maybe diving into just a few things. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, at least a decent amount of people, you know, that are stay-at-home moms that, you know, they run into whether or not, they want to do something just to get out their creative nature. They want to do something to help supplement the income. They want to be, you know, and I'm not putting words, you know, be more than just a mom. And I think a mom is a great thing and absolutely worthwhile, but they feel like they want to do something else to supplement or to offset what they're doing, whether, you know, for whatever is an outlet or anything else of that nature. So if you're doing that, if you are a stay at home mom, kind of any initial advice as to how to get going on being an entrepreneur and how to discover your path. And if you're not necessarily out in the work field or already have a full-time job or do something of that nature, how do you even start to tackle that? So for me, the way I started was I was working in, in a corporation and I knew that I wanted to do my own thing and branch out. So I actually read a book called Miracle Morning, which made a huge difference for me. And the whole premise is that you wake up an hour earlier so that you can tackle something that you want to do for yourself, whether that's getting in shape, building a business, et cetera. So I started doing that and I started building my business outside of my corporate job until I was bringing in enough money to make that transition. Mm. Um, so that was how I got started. Um, it's, it's different for you know, depending on what your business is, for me, I could do freelancing and pick up projects and things to get a portfolio and clients that way. But if it's something else, like uh, maybe you're interested in starting your own IT business, uh, it, it might have a different path for you. So I think the main thing to know going in is that you're going to have to put in that extra work. It's not just going to happen overnight and you're going to have to steadily build it up a little bit over time. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me. Um, and and the, the other thing I've heard from a lot of people is that before you start off on your own while you're working at a, you know, a day job or a full-time job or whatever it is, that you should attempt to have six months of savings in the bank. Because if you're freelancing, it's not always guaranteed income. It can be a little scary for people. Mm. Um, I, I chose not to do that. I chose just to leap off the deep end. <laughs> Uh, and I, I wish I had saved a little bit more up, but luckily it did work out well for me. <laughs> mm. So no, and I, and I think that, that that definitely makes sense. Now I'm going to kind of almost follow up that question with one, which is, you know, it hits on a number of number of different topics. But, you know, one of the things that's difficult is if you, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or, or a parent or anything else is, trying to be an entrepreneur and also to have time and attention to manage your time, to be able to be productive when you have the time and also be able to focus on the kids, focus on the spouse, focus on everything else. It is a, a big juggle. And it's, I think it's one that, you know, some people struggle with. So any thoughts or guidance, if you're trying to say, okay, I've kind of got, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to or do that, but I don't want to, you know, have people feel like they're put aside or I'm not getting everything done or because I'm trying to do everything, nothing gets accomplished. How do you kind of manage that productivity and time management and kind of uh, jump or die, drill down on that a bit? Yeah. So, uh, well, 
there's two when there's before COVID happened and after COVID happened. So uh, before uh, my husband was, he was working and uh, doing his thing. And so my son was at school, which made things a little bit easier uh, because I would get up around four or five in the morning, get work done, get up around, get things going for school around 7.30. And then I would have that, I would have a uh, block in my calendar scheduled for every weekday so that people could schedule meetings so that I could devote it to taking him to school, taking care of all that stuff, whatever needed to be done. And then same with getting up. I actually planned my meetings from two to, sorry, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. normally, just because it helps me to keep things consistent and know what's going on and still have that availability for him. Uh, mm. So that was working really well. And then last March, um, things just went nuts and mm. we switched to remote schooling. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's funny because my husband actually was able to stop working because my business had grown enough. And so he was able to help Caden with that uh, as well so that I could still focus on working during the day. But we did still have to set up a whole system. My son is almost 10 and he understands how to use a pillow board and he understands how to um, you know, eat the big frog first, that kind of thing. So together me and him both know that this is his time block to do this, this is mom's time block to work on social media. And so by, you know, figuring that out together, that helped a lot as well, um, for sure. But yeah, definitely COVID made things a lot crazier than I wish they had to be. <laughs> I uh, I think it, it it seems like that's it's affected everybody's life about the same way too. Certainly, the best laid plans have uh, have gone awry, or you've had to pivot or adjust uh, when everybody is now at home and otherwise having to to adjust. So, but I think it sounds like you managed to do it well. And one of the other things I think we, we talked about, you know, whether it's COVID and you, you touched on a little bit is I'm um, blocking or doing kind of block scheduling and doing timers to where you set apart time that you just say, Hey, I'm going to focus on this for whatever period of time. And I'm going to get this done or as much as I can. And then when that time runs out, you'll do an, a, a, you know, go back to doing other things or you'll have the, you know, different blocks of time. So how do you, how do you figure out how much time to set aside or how much time, you know, how much time to block out in the sense that, you know, my, my problem would probably be that I would start out with an hour and I, well, I don't really have enough hour Then I get to two hours. I get to three hours and to be forever growing because I'd really still have too many things to get done or more things to do than what I can fit in there. So I guess, I guess it's a two part question of how do you figure out how much time to set aside and then how do you stick to it such that you're not always cheating and going over on time or, or, or doing additional things because you're trying to get it all done. So, um, it's interesting thing, planning came in this to be a plug for my former company I worked for, but, uh, they, uh, their name is Hubstaff and they make time tra tracking software. At the time I was required to track my time and it would track the different programs and websites that you use so that you could be more productive. And at the time I was like, oh, whatever. You know, and then I started my own business and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go download that again. That really was very useful. Like, what was I thinking? Mm. You know, so it's, it's, it's just funny um, because now I, what I've done is I've gotten in the habit of running the timer and it'll tell me where I'm spending all my time. And then based on my averages, I know how much time I should be actually allotting on that Pomodoro timer um, mm. for social media or for writing a press release. And I actually have that integrated into my CRM and my ClickUp system as well, so that I know, okay, I'm starting to start my timer for me, and then I just get to work and I go. Um, 
previously I would have days where I'd be working from 4 a.m. until midnight and because one I had an undiagnosed ADHD two I just didn't understand how to manage my time effectively and I I you know I still get anxiety thinking about those nights and just the days just dragging on and on and on so that it kind of puts that fire under me where I know I don't want to be working all day long. I need to just sit down and do this, stick my timer on and just do it. Mm. <laughs> um, and I will say the timer that works best for me is um, one on my phone that will shut everything off. I'm not seeing anything pop up on my phone to distract me at the same time. No, and I think that, that, that and I think that's a, and I think that's a great point because I mean one of my one of my hard things, and I said I, I run a few different businesses. I'm always super busy, but you know I always have it's always the emails that pop up that then even if they're not important emails, I feel like I have to respond to them because now they're sitting in my inbox and well, there's really other things more important that I should be getting done. I spend time doing the emails, so I had to kind of you know something that I came similar to what you're talking about is you know I don't necessarily turn them off, but what I'll do is you know on Outlook at least I'm sure there are other ones but on the mobile thing is you can put a snooze where it basically takes them out of my inbox I can tell hey wait for so long and then once uh you know once uh, that snooze has come off it'll come back to my inbox and so it's kind of a way to remove that distraction because I'm a bit anal retentive in the sense that if there's something in my inbox I want to have a clean inbox and so I don't have something hanging out there so I think that that you know that's a great you know great idea as well as to either turn it off or otherwise remove those notifications so you can focus now one thing that you hit on that I thought was also an interesting topic or interesting point is you know dealing with ADHD and kind of how do you, you know, and because that one, you know, other people deal with it, it's, you know, certainly, you know, affects a reasonable amount of people. And so how do you keep productivity, keep focus and do things and it kind of, you know, along with being an entrepreneur, I think most entrepreneurs have a, a degree in varying levels of ADHD in the sense that I know for me, I wake up in the morning and I have 10 great ideas and 99 or 90% of the time, those 10 great ideas, when I get to the end of the day, I'm like, well, they're not, they probably weren't as good of an ideas as I thought of that they thought they were in the morning, <laughs> but it's kind of one where you, you can, because you lack attention, you can be all over the place or you can try and get a lot of things done and not do it. So if you have ADHD or you just have, you know, have a hard time focusing, what are, you know, in addition to timers or in addition to kind of blocking out time, but once you have that time set aside, how do you make it as productive as you can? That you mentioned the inability to focus because there's actually another aspect to it that ties into all this too that people aren't normally, um, it's not as uh, widely known about and it's called hyper focusing. So what will happen is you'll get this great idea for your business and you'll hyper focus on it. And before you know it, you spend an entire day busy building a whole new company that you probably didn't need to build um, <laughs> or, or, or maybe should have done when you weren't you know, in the office or in your off time or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, so that can be something that's really challenging. And um, for me, it, it's, there's something called your biological prime time. And um, I had read about it in a book called the, uh, the Productivity Cure, I believe it's called. And what it is, is you kind of chart your levels of productivity each day. Like you take note of when you have the most energy, when you feel like you're getting the most done and feeling really motivated. And so then you use those times to your advantage. So for instance, for me, I know that I will hyper-focus on social media first thing in the morning. So mm. I automatically will start doing it then. So um, that's kind of the trick with having ADHD is that I, um, you know, there are some being able to hyper 
focus on social media and not getting distracted by other things. Um, that's kind of ironic to say it like that, but, <laughs> uh, but then on the flip side, I, you know, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 35 years old. And so I made it through grad school and I did all these, I built my own business and did all these crazy, awesome things without even realizing I had it. But I also mm. have created my own strategies for coping with not being able to focus or not being able to remember things. Um, and so that's kind of the thing that I love doing right now is I'm passing those skills on to other mompreneurs and, and even, you know, entrepreneurs or dadpreneurs. Uh, some of my strategies are just kind of outside of the box and not things that people normally might have considered. So that's been a really fun part of all this. Um, but I would say for sure, just, you know, making sure you can kind of figure out when your, your prime time is and making it work to your advantage is the key to a lot of things. No, I think that that's a lot of uh, great advice and, uh, you know, definitely figuring out what works for you, the ways to cope. And I think, you know, I think that different things work for different people and maybe the, the paper method or other ones, you know, work for you, but finding out what it is. And sometimes, you know, it's, Hey, getting up and do, going on a walk every few, you know, every half an hour, an hour or doing something that's a bit active or having, whether it's something to fidget with or having something in the background with or background noise to feel like things are going on, you know, whatever it is. And I think everybody has different ways, but I think that I like the idea of, you know, figuring out the ways to cope and the ways to focus definitely can give you those tools to be successful. Um, now, one of the other things, just shifting gears slightly, that we'd also talked or chatted about a little bit before the podcast was the idea of you know taking care of yourself, taking breaks, getting enough sleep, and kind of having that balance. And so, because you know, I think one of the things, especially if you're working from home or if you're right, you know, if you're trying to juggle multiple things of being a mom and being a, hu- or a husband or a wife or being a parent and doing businesses and doing everything else, is you tend to run yourself ragged. You don't have enough time for everything you need to do and, and be able to get everything accomplished. And so oftentimes a person that suffers is you or your health or your sleep or anything else. So how do you, how do you be intentional about taking care of yourself and making sure that you have that balance as well as you um, are able to make sure that you, you, you're in a, uh, in a balanced life. Yeah. So I actually just, I, I schedule it. And that way I know that it won't be missed. Uh, Mm. My family knows every Monday night, there's a certain show that mom likes to watch on TV called the bachelor (laughs) And that she is not too during that time. So <laughs> that is one way I practice self-care. But um, I recently read that people or people, moms during this whole pandemic are the people that are not practicing self-care the most and probably some of the people that need it the most. Um, and I also read that, you know, you know, for any mom who knew that's watching this, self-care isn't going grocery shopping. It's not taking a shower. Those are basic necessities that mm. you do anyways. <laughs> uh, self-care is, you know, finding ways to relax and, and enjoy life and that sort of thing. And I honestly find that my productivity improves if I do make time for self-care. And I'm not just going on and on. So or productivity isn't getting as many things done in a day as you can. It's getting as many things done efficiently as you can. And there's a huge difference there. So um, I would say, you know, whatever self-care is to you, just do it, make time for it, plan for it, tell people this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm doing it, this is when I'm doing it, and and, and that's it. <laughs> no, and I think that that's definitely a, a fair point. You know, one of the things that I had to, you know, kind of related to that is I had to come to the conclusion with myself was, you know, 
doing it. I always, I, I always joke, but I think there's a lot of truth to it that, you know, my hobby is, is doing, or is doing small or startups and small businesses, what I love. And if I have free time, that's usually where my mind wanders. And so I'm naturally wired that I just want to keep doing it. And I, you know, I tend to for a long period of time in my, in my career is I would always stay up late and I'd get things done and I'd be tired and worn out because I was always trying to get everything done and manage them. So I, you know, I kind of had to come to the conclusion that there are always more fires to put out. There are always more things to do to do than you're going to have time to. And so you can, you know, figuring out when you're going to stop and saying, okay, I'm going to get as much done as I can today. I'm going to put out as many fires as I can get as much as I can accomplish. And then the rest of it's just going to have to wait for tomorrow. And I'm going to come back in, recharge, go after it as hard as I can and do that each day. I think is a much more way to have a, a longevity and be able to or continue your way through as opposed to pulling the late nights and the all nighters and sleepless and not or taking care of yourself because you'll become unhealthy or you'll become tired. You'll become unfocused. And then you also start to feel guilty that you're not doing all the things that you should be doing because you're focusing on one or one small aspect of your life well other so we we've hit on a whole bunch of fun topics but you know um you know you're the the resident mom or mompreneur so any other things that we haven't hit on that you think would be worthwhile that the audience would find of interest as they're trying to jump in explore and uh, maybe get started on things The main thing is just to remember what you're doing in the, in the first place um it's you know so you can do your own thing and also be around your family more was my main motivator was you know to be able to spend more time with my son and my husband uh so in the summer you know me and my, my kid have a running date on the calendar where we go to the pool for lunch a couple times a week and we go swimming together and then we come back and we do mom gets back to work and he you know find something else to do but <laughs> I think yeah it's just finding ways to make those little moments in your day I think makes a huge difference because it really reminds you why you did it in the first place um and and not doing like what you just said you know running 24 hours a day only never leaving your computer you know um mm. so it, it it's a it's a trap that you can fall into very easily so um it's it's just something to be constantly kind of aware of is how you're managing it all no and i think i like it and we do i bit do a bit different with my wife but we always have time set aside we, we what we call date night and we usually will have you know friday night we always uh, watch a movie together and you know sunday we have the shows that we always like and so we kind of block out different times of the week who are saying doesn't matter what's going on we're going to set aside time for just our relationship just to to focus on that and i think that even having a bit of that hey this is i'm going to if nothing else make sure i get these times are the thing where I'm going to take care of myself or take care of the the spouse or the kids or everything else it helps to kind of help to manage that so that you're, you know, just like you have a work schedule and you block out time, you also have time to make sure that you're taking care of those, I think is a great idea. Well, as as we start to wrap up the the podcast, I, I normal on normal episodes I always have my two questions. On expert episodes, I, I cut it down to one. So for the uh, the one question I ask at the end of each episode, which is if you're to now talk to somebody that's just getting into a startup, just getting into a small business, maybe you're talking to a mom or a parent or dad or whoever it is, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them as they just get starting out? Um, you know, just go for it. Don't overanalyze everything too much just put your feelers out see what your audience is see what kinds of options you have uh, it's very easy to get caught up in planning and by the time you know it it's been five years and you still haven't launched your company so i guess that's that's my big advice is just just take it by the reins and, and see what you can do with it 
No, and I, I think that's definitely a great piece of advice. It's interesting. You know, I think we're coming up on ooh, how many 180 episodes or so, and I'd have to count, but out of the, all the different things, and there's a lot of great questions, both on the normal episode and the expert episode, but I'd say the most common answer, the most, or between entrepreneurs and startups and small businesses is a either their biggest or one of their biggest regrets is they wish they hadn't got started earlier. And the piece of advice, a lot of times they'll give is just get going because oftentimes they're saying, Hey, I, you know, I wish I'd get going sooner. I wish I got going earlier. You know what, if I could change something. I would have got done this, what I love and have passion for five years earlier in my career, whatever that is. And so I think that's a great piece of advice is, you know, whatever their things are holding you back, try it out, get going. And because you'll never know. And if you fail and you go crash and burn, you can always pick yourself up and try again. But if you never do it or you do do it much later in life, you'll always have that regret. So I think that's a great, uh, great takeaway. Well, as people... And it, so as people want to, they want to connect up with you. They want to find out more. I think you mentioned about a book and some of the courses you do, some of the training you do, some of the information you do. They want to be a customer or they want to be a uh, client. They want to be an employee. They want to be an investor. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to connect up or find out more? So uh, my website is theproductivemompreneur.com, which I realize but it is spelled out in Jackstown, the mompreneur. No, Lord. Theproductivemompreneur.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, my, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a public profile, um, and I'm always happy to connect with people on there and love networking on there. It's probably my favorite social media platform. So. Oh, it's my favorite platform as well. So you're preaching the choir. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to reach out, check out the website, connect up with you on LinkedIn and definitely a lot of things to learn and a lot of great advice. So, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell or you have your own expertise to share, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show and we love to share either your expertise or your journey. Also, if you're a listener, a couple additional things. One, make sure to click subscribe so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out and two make sure to um leave us a review so new people people can find out about the podcast last but not least if you ever need help with your patents or trademarks or anything else feel free to reach out to us at miller ip law just go to strategymeeting.com thank you again jolene it's been a pleasure and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last thanks you too 